Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. All right, time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. So if you if you take a Harbor Air flight, you know, you're presumably not going to be <laughs> stuck our, in our some... first reference to Harbor Air since they became a sponsor. <laughs> Good Way to go. Nice little segue there. Well, you know, if you go to Harbor Air, <laughs> how long is the security line up there? Not you, as long. I went through, through Victoria Airport two weekends ago. Yeah. Or two Fridays ago, I flew to the Kootenays for the first in-person event I've been at in two years, which is a conference. It was great. I've never seen the lineup like it was at Victoria Airport in terms of security. It's never been as long as it was. So it's not just YVR. It's not just YVR. Yeah. I saw a picture of Kelowna yesterday, Kelowna yeah. Airport. Again, I've never seen a lineup like that at Kelowna Airport. Uh, I was at Castlegar flying back. Huge lineup uh, wow. for people to come back. So uh, it's it, the realities of traveling right now. Even though we're coming out of this, we're, we're still in the pandemic, but the travel rules are easing and people are traveling more, yeah. but they're facing more obstacles than we saw pre-pandemic in terms of longer security lines, longer waits to get passports, which is a completely different issue. Um, but that's just uh, the new reality of traveling. Yeah, Toronto Pearson International Airport in Toronto is also a nightmare, apparently, for these long lineups. I spoke to the vice president of YVR this morning, Mike McNanny, and he says, look, this is, they're trying. He said they're doing the best they can at YVR mm -hmm. with their staff to try and get these lines moving. But he said this is down to the federal government. This is a federal security screening process. They're the ones who are short-staffed. Here's what he had to say to me this morning. For the passengers who are here in the terminal, we are trying everything we can to try and help people. So put them, move them up in front of the line if their flight is going to be taking off very quickly. Trying to, to take them to uh, and, and direct them to a different check-in point if there's a particularly better throughput somewhere else. But at the end of the day, yes, this is this is a security function. So there is obviously an inherent yeah. level of, of seriousness in this. It is a security function and it does fall to the federal government. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I almost uh, f um, succumb to what's going on there in terms of sec heightened security or or not enough security. People almost was my connection to Castlegar, yeah. and so I that was is, given priority. That access. is anxiety inducing oh, when you're standing in that line. When you're, also, when you're standing in a plane and you're on row twelve, and everybody yeah. stood up, and you're trying to get to your connection, which is leaving in five minutes <laughs> at a different gate. Uh, but to uh, the airline's credit, was Air Canada, uh, they said, no, everybody who's going to Cascar, you get to come forward first to make your connecting flight. But that's how tight it's getting out there. And I would advise anyone who's making a connect, connecting flight, put a, bit, a lot of distance between your connections because it's going to take you some time yeah. to make those connections because of the long lines. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing worse than being in that lineup and you're looking at your watch going, oh my God, I'm yeah. going to miss my flight. And then you're asking people, can I move ahead of you? And you're trying to work your way up in the line. It's just brutal. Yeah, it is. You know, it really is is a stressful thing so you know well, the, the good the thing Fed, is we're traveling now i mean well, yeah, a lot of us in travel it, it pent up demand yeah uh you still have to wear a mask you know yeah. there's still some but these and you and i talked about this before the travel rules are constantly evolving that's the one area in society which has still got different rules by and large than than others you know we don't have the vaccine mandates in uh, restaurants anymore for yeah. example um masks are discretionary in in pretty well everywhere else with exceptional hospitals acute care facilities and traveling uh, when it comes to airports but well, these rules are constantly evolving 
Okay, let's talk about the abortion issue now, which is really blown up in the United yep. States after the leak of the Supreme Court of the U.S. Uh, draft opinion that would roll back Roe mm. v. Wade uh, in the United States. And you mentioned on yesterday's show that you think the politics of this in the U.S. is the Democrats could really seize this mm-hmm. and campaign on it in advance of these fall uh, elections coming up, congressional elections. Now, here's a really interesting clip here we'll play. This is Kaylee McEnany, who people will remember was Donald Trump's press secretary for some time at the White House. Now, here she is talking about abortion laws in the United States and the impact it could have on the fall elections. Have a listen to this and I'll get your thoughts. If Roe is indeed rolled back, you're not going to have this massive change in law. You will have states that piecemeal may put into place a different abortion law here or there, but it's not as if abortion will be banned across the nation entirely. So I think when Americans wake up and see, oh, my life hasn't changed that much. However, at the grocery store, it's still extremely expensive. At the gas pump, it's still extremely expensive. I think that's going to be the voting issue come November. Yeah, I thought that was quite revealing. Oh, I think that's the Republicans saying they hope this uh, Roe v. Wade situation is not the ballot box question. They want the ballot box question to be about affordability. Sure, yeah. Or the lack of affordability. I think this issue, what's going on with uh, Roe v. Wade, is uh, galvanizing the Democrats. It's sort of waking up their base that has been asleep. They're not enthusiastic about Joe Biden. But now they see the alternative, which is the hardcore right Republicans uh, having their way in the Supreme Court. That, I think, gives the, the Democrats more of an advantage than Republicans. still going to be an uphill struggle for the Democrats to, to retain majorities in both houses come the midterms. But this is an issue that suddenly has appeared out of almost nowhere, and I think it works to the Democrats' benefit. Yeah, it, maybe it does, because you can tell the Democrats are quite fired up. Have a listen to this clip. This is Senator Elizabeth Warren, of course, Democratic senator from Massachusetts. And here she is talking about the leak of this draft opinion on Roe v. Wade. Have a listen to this. This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. Okay, so suddenly this abortion issue now is like the hottest political issue in America. You you also have Democrats wondering whether, and other observers wondering whether some of these Supreme Court uh, justices should be charged with perjury because they were testifying under oath in their Senate confirmation hearings about this situation, and they did not say what, uh, articulate the way they're going to vote, apparently voting on this uh, draft opinion. So it's a, it's a red-hot issue in the states, the likes of which we haven't seen for a long time. Okay, so here's the question now. Does this ab- the abortion politics now cross the border into Canada and become an, an issue here? Yeah, a lot of Canadian politicians talking about it now. Yeah, okay, including Justin Trudeau this morning. So let's listen to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau here on the abortion issue on our side of the border. Have a listen to this. I also tasked our Minister of Health and a Minister of Wage and, uh, Women and Gender Equality, Ministers Duclos and Ian, uh, in their mandate letters to look at the legal framework that exists uh, around reproductive health and services like abortion to ensure uh, that uh, we uh, move forward as necessary on ensuring uh, that not just under this government but under any future government, uh, the rights of women are properly protected. Your thoughts? Oh, this is classic uh, Trudeau and, and federal politics. He's going to try to develop a wedge issue here 
force the conservatives to vote on a bill like this, knowing full well there's going to be some conservatives who will vote against it. He's going to try to put Pierre Poliev on the spot, yeah, yeah. whether or not he's anti-abortion or not. Jean Charest, who's running for the leadership, very quick to tweet out yesterday, he is... Uh, adamantly pro-choice right so he's put himself out there again trying to frame himself against some of his opponents so this is a divisive issue for the conservative party and you and i talked yesterday i had a front row seat watching a political party destroy itself over the issue of banning abortion that was a social credit party in bc completely fell apart over that one single issue. And the Conservatives, I know yesterday, uh, Candace Bergen, the interim leader of the Conservatives, put out a memo, the Global Mail obtained a memo uh, from her telling the caucus, do not comment on the situation in uh, in the United States, which is an example, I think, of uh, just how sensitive that issue is for that. How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Caucus. Okay, welcome back. It's Baldry's Beat. Phone lines are open, 604-280-9898 is the number, star 9898 on your cell. Peter in Port Coquitlam. Hi, Peter, go ahead. Uh, good morning, uh, Mike and Keith. Yeah, about this um, the issue with the abortion, um, <laughs> as soon as the politicians get a hold of it, they seem to weaponize it to gain uh, leverage over their rival politicians. I think she basically this should be left... Um, to the women to decide, uh, you know, as long as uh, mm-hmm. abortion is not being used as, con- you know, a contraceptive type of thing. Um, it's, of course, it's a hot-button issue. Uh, one more thing, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Keith, uh, kudos to you. You're probably one of the most unbiased people that uh, I've heard in quite some time. I love your commentaries. You seemed uh, it's quite good. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. You, um, got, a, you yeah, got a fan there. Yeah, Go it's ahead. Great, great to hear from you. The, uh, so it's interesting. Abortion has been below the surface for a number of years, but it's been percolating there, particularly in, uh, south of the border. It's not been an issue in Canada. It's been settled. I yeah. mean, now, it does vary from province to province in terms of accessibility. I mean, in some provinces, it's much more accessible than other provinces, particularly rural versus urban, for example. But in the United States, it's always been right there at the surface, uh, percolating away. The social conservative movement in the States is far more numerous and powerful than that in Canada. And that's why it's starting to shape uh, election results and Supreme Court appointees. And this is what this... uh, Roe v. Wade has been sitting there as the with the potential to be the dominant issue in, in the United States for decades, and now it's coming to the fore. Justin Trudeau loves it as a wedge issue against the conservatives. Which he's the, got the, the numbers on his side. Well, the conservative party position on it is that they would not introduce any laws, to, to uh, any bills to change abortion law, and they're not going to touch the abortion issue. I mean, they keep saying that over and over but again. Trudeau will and they force never have, and they never have, but even tr- when they were in power. Exactly. Stephen Harper never... never right. Brought, Either but, Brian Mulroney. What Trudeau's going to try to do, though, bring in some sort of legislation and force the conservatives to vote. Force on them it. to vote because he knows there's some pro-life MPs in there. Exactly, including exactly. one for running for the leadership, Leslie Lewis, who yep. is you know very pro-life. 
And so, we'll see. I haven't, I haven't heard from Pierre Poliev in the last 24 hours on this issue. Well, we'll you know, his, his record on it is interesting. I mean, he is on the record saying that a, a Poliev government would not introduce abortion, abortion mm-hmm. bills or abortion laws in the House of Commons. So that's what he said. But he has also said that he would not oppose any of his own MPs if they want to put a private member's bill. Yeah. In, in front of the House and of Commons. So getting, the, the Liberals want to exploit that. Uh, exactly. And that's yeah. that's politics, and that's why you see the pro-choice sides jumping on this, because they know the public opinion is on their side. Emily and Langley. Hi, Emily. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, we just got back from Disneyland. Um, we have three little kids. Um, and I may lose you here in a second, but um, the part that was hard was staff not knowing the updated travel rules for kids at the airport like most of the staff was amazing but we got lucky enough to get the check-in person that didn't uh didn't know the rules and didn't know uh that the you know the middle kids if they haven't been vaccinated they don't need to test anymore that that rule changed a couple weeks ago so we're standing at the checkout counter for 45 minutes i'm pulling up screenshots of this is what the travel canada's website says this is the rule and having to explain to them what the rules were um and then another point was yeah huge line like we have nexus because we go to the states a lot huge line to get out after you've got your suitcase so you have your nexus and then you end up in this huge line for 45 minutes trying to get through the rest of the thing and people cutting in the line in front of seniors and just bringing out thank you thank you thanks thanks emily for calling in yeah i mean right now travel is going to be a frustrating endeavor uh but people want to travel and i think people are willing to put up with a lot of uh chaos right now because they haven't been able to travel to any great degree for two years Margo in Delta. Hi, Margo. Go ahead. Oh, yes. I'm, I may be on the wrong topic, but I thought we were talking about um, uh, the uh, political thing in the United States and how they're politicizing sure, yep. us. Yeah, okay. Yes, go ahead. Now, go ahead. My plea is this, that I plea with a Canadian everywhere, everybody, all of us, to please do not make this uh, a single issue this whole abortion right to life thing it is gone it's over and some of us are grieving because it's over and some of us have no own personal situation and some of us believe in the right to life however in this situation what we need are intelligent people we have to look at all the other issues in canada and and choose the yeah. most political the most intelligent articulate well-meaning uh, leader, and uh, you cannot choose a leader uh, on a single issue. And uh, if, if I know a, a lot of people in the in the right, I know how they uh, think, and uh, and it's very. We cannot do this going forward. It's scary because okay. populism yep. is a very scary thing and leads to dictatorship yep. and demo, demography and uh, demographic mm-hmm. changes and narrow thinking. And we can't afford that. We have too thank many you, Margo. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Margo, for the call. Very, thank you. Very good call, Margo. You're right about uh, um, the wrong kind of populism for sure can lead to uh, some terrible consequences. But just because what's happening in the states doesn't mean abortion suddenly is top of mind in Canada. It's been settled in Canada, yeah. by and large, but look for politicians. Not according to, to Justin Trudeau, no. Look for politicians to try to exploit this, and yeah. that's what Trudeau's going to try to do. He's going to try to put the Conservatives on the spot. He's going to find some mechanism in the legislature to force a vote yeah. on the issue. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be, I, again, what's happening in the States, though, is uh, volcanic. Let's go to Natalie in Port Coquitlam. Hi, Natalie. you got 30 seconds here, okay? 
Hi. Um, did you know that um, girls are aborted at a higher rate than boys? Um, according to the Defend Girls, it's, it's a campaign to raise awareness about sex-selective abortion. So the war on women continues. And so I'm just going to leave that with you. Okay, well, thank you. Well, you know, the issue of sex-selective abortions is one that could be an issue for the conservatives because mm-hmm. there, are, there are some conservative MPs, like Leslin Lewis, for example, mm-hmm. who is running for the leadership of this party, saying that sex-selective abortions is something that she thinks should be outlawed Again, in Canada. look for the Liberals and the Democrats to try to drop this whole question right on the conservative's head in the middle of this leadership campaign. Yeah. And they're going to, again, try to use every opportunity to force the conservatives out because this is an issue that does not work well for the conservatives, but it works very well for the liberals and the NDP.